are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, everybody, to this Thursday, February 18th edition of Locked On Dolphins. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, managing editor of USA Today's Dolphins Wire, director of scouting at thedraftnetwork.com, at Grinding the Tape, your host here on Locked On Dolphins, and a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan. The news cycle this morning, or in the last 24 hours since the last time we spoke yesterday, in which we talked about uh, the risks of restructuring contracts and creating false manufacturing salary cap space, uh, we've had some news that, that's come through, uh, first and foremost pertaining to the salary cap. The NFL uh, released a memo to all 32 clubs this morning that they are increasing the salary cap floor for 2021 from 175 million to 180 million. So right now the expectation is that the cap is going to fall between 180 181 million. But the CBA decreed amid the pandemic last summer that the floor for this year was going to be 175. As the league has been able to look over the final revenue and project attendance for 2021, the memo has informed teams that they feel more comfortable with a higher cap floor, and hence the cap floor is now 180. Now, if we come out and we get a cap floor that's eight to ten million dollars above the cap floor, at 188 to 190, the Dolphins are going to be in great shape, and I would hope we can put all this contract restructure nonsense uh, to bed totally. I'm not going to get on my soapbox again today and preach about why we shouldn't be restructuring contracts for players we just signed. That was yesterday's show. So if you missed it, definitely go check it out. Um, but it is good news to know that the league financial projection seems to be favoring what well, we overcorrected without really knowing what the pandemic's impact on the cap was or on the finances were going to be. So now we can start to scale back up. And as we scale back up, remember the Dolphins, as things currently stand, no matter where the cap floor lands, it's just how much cap space they'll have, they're eighth in the NFL in spending power right now. Eighth. You're going to be competitive in the market. And you're going to get an influx in players being pushed to the market because other teams are going to be either restructuring or cutting players to get underneath an adjusted cap. But that's not the only news that came through this morning. The NFL released their 25 best plays of the 2020 season. If I told you there were 25, how many would you guess belong to the Miami Dolphins? It's not zero, so that's the good news. It's not one either, it's two. Uh, number 16 on their list of the 25 best plays of the 2020 season Ryan Fitzpatrick's blind heave against the Raiders to extend the Dolphins' playoff hopes for one additional week. Now, uh, it's going to end up being the last act of Fitz magic in Miami, this throw against the Raiders. And as somebody who really, really liked Fitz, I, I have a great appreciation for f what Fitz was able to do uh, as this organization was trying to set a standard and set a culture to have a guy like Fitz who energized the team, gave some of the skill players a chance to show what they could do uh, in contested situations. 
I'm really thankful for Ryan Fitzpatrick giving his all to the Dolphins for two years and being a consummate professional and mentoring to a tongue of a the way that he did. And I hope the further we get from the frustrations of Tua Tagovailoa and the coaching staff seemingly not on the same page, struggling to really get things firing on all cylinders uh, for the vast majority of his rookie season tenure as the starter, despite the team's success at 6-3. and three. I hope the further we get away from that, the more Dolphins fans will look back and smile about what Ryan Fitzpatrick did for this football team. Because it's not a small thing. Ryan Fitzpatrick's the quarterback I had the most fun watching play quarterback since like Chad Pennington back in 2008. And the only reason that was fun was because they were winning games and they had to resort to the Wildcat and dudes like Patrick Cobbs were making plays, throwing the ball all over the place on trick plays. Not a lot of like really high peaks. I think the peaks of Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, I think the first... For the first six games in 2020 and the final eight to 10 games of 2019, uh, that 16 to 18 game stretch in its entire body of work uh, was the most fun stretch quarterback play I've seen in, from the Dolphins in a long time. Tua Tagovailoa, the Arizona Cardinals' fourth quarter was spectacular. The peaks of that were better than anything Fitz could give us. Because Fitz gives you more YOLO balls, and Tua, it was, it was uh, there was a specialty about it because it was beyond his years, right? And then the, charter, or the, the Chiefs' fourth quarter, and you get excited about you know, the potential of a comeback. But for a sustained 16-game sample size, I'm going to cheat and split it between 2019 and 2020. Fitz... Back half of 2019, first six games of 2020, I had a blast. So uh, tip of the cap to Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, as he prepares to go somewhere else. I'd love to see him go to Washington. It's an easy place to go root for him. Uh, You know they're in the quarterback market. You're probably not going to see them unless they give up a ton of assets be in the draft market for a quarterback, particularly early. So go get Fitz and go let Fitz magic happen in the, the nation's capital. And I'll root for that guy all day long. Uh, the other play was number 10. Xavier Howard's one-handed interception against Patrick Mahomes to help kickstart that comeback attempt for the Dolphins down at the time 30-10. to 10. And then the Dolphins proceeded to rip off uh, 17 points in the final 12 minutes of the game and came up just short with failing to secure an uh, onside kick attempt. Chiefs successfully ran out the clock. Dolphins lose 33-27. to But that Xavier Howard interception, taken within the context of the game, was the spark plug that really energized the Dolphins. And it was also a spectacular play on the ball against the league's most dynamic quarterback while covering in main coverage, one of the league's most explosive wide receivers. It's kind of like the crown jewel of what Xavier Howard was able to do this year with his 10 interceptions and his resume and play and putting everything together the way that he did in a dominant year in which he was completely snubbed in the deep boy voting. Even if he didn't think he deserved to win, he deserved more than two votes. It deserved to be a lot closer than a blowout with TJ Watt and Aaron Donald. So two plays in the top 10 and top 25 for the Dolphins, number 16 and number 10, Ryan Fitzpatrick slash Matt Collins 
slash the Raiders defense, and then Xavier Howard slash Patrick Mahomes slash Tyreek Hill. RockAuto.com is a family business who's been providing auto parts customers with high-quality service online for the last 20 years. So whether you're shopping for your classic or daily driver and you're looking for engine control modules, brake parts, taillight, motor oil, new carpet, whatever, RockAuto.com has everything you need in one easy-to-navigate catalog, and in just a few clicks, you can get everything you need delivered directly to your front door. Best of all, prices are the same at RockAuto.com for both professionals and do-it-yourselfers, so why would you shop anywhere else and spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So visit RockAuto.com for all your auto parts needs, right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all of the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. I have done it, Dolphins fans. I have finally found the single universal outcome that the Dolphins should be rooting for. And every Dolphins fan, regardless of what your background, experience Uh, interests, rooting interests, what direction you think the team should go. I have found an outcome and an action that we all need to be on the same page and rooting for. And it is that the Philadelphia Eagles trade quarterback Carson Wentz to either the Indianapolis Colts or the Chicago Bears. Kyle, why? Why does that matter to us at all? That's a great question. Because unless you are completely and totally married to the idea that Penny Sewell, the tackle from Oregon, must be the Dolphins' first-round pick, the Dolphins and their draft outlook and maximizing the return on investment of that pick is exponentially greater with the opportunity to facilitate a trade with the Philadelphia Eagles involving the number three and the number six overall pick. This is something that the Dolphins should absolutely hope to see materialize. Quick recap, my point of view on the offensive line is that one player can make a difference, but one player does not define an offensive line. You need a really good group of five players that complement each other. And while Penny Sewell is head and shoulders in my eye, the best offensive tackle in the class, there are other really good offensive tackles. Jalen Mayfield out of Michigan. I think he's a fit for the Dolphins. Uh, we talked yesterday about the, the players in the top 20 that may or may not be great fits for Miami. We didn't talk about Jalen Mayfield. I think he is a fit for the Dolphins. Plays right tackle. We move Robert Hunt inside to guard. Draft him. Think about some of the other guys. Alex Leatherwood, if you're going to draft a guard. I know he wants to play tackle, but he's a guard in my eye. Uh, you think about Creed Humphrey and Landon Dickerson and Deontay Brown, the guard from Alabama. You know, there's other pieces to this offensive line that aren't going to require a top three pick for a team that won 10 games and was competitive and is kind of at the end of their line. This year is the last year in which they have the surplus of assets at their disposal. You can change that if the Eagles trade Carson Wentz. Because if you were to see the Philadelphia Eagles trade Carson Wentz to either Chicago or Indianapolis, they are reported to not be interested in giving up a first-round pick, neither team. 
So the Eagles would be presumably getting a two and future draft capital or a two plus more draft capital this year. And Les Bowen of the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, did a, a, issued a, a tweet yesterday that, that kind of is reporting, quote, spoke with NFL management source, not from Eagles, about the Wentz drama. His viewpoint, if Wentz doesn't want the Bears, a.k.a. to play for the Bears, the Bears are not going to trade for him. Eventually, the Eagles will take whatever Indianapolis is offering, maybe a second-round pick plus something else. Also, and here's the important part, Eagles draft a quarterback at six overall. So never mind the fact that they just drafted Jalen Hurts. The Eagles will be in the quarterback market. And if they think they're getting one at six, they got a rude awakening. Because you got the Jaguars. You got the Jets. You got the Dolphins interested in selling three. You've got Carolina at eight, two picks behind you, who is desperate to beat somebody's door down to get into position to draft a franchise quarterback. They offered really good assets to get Matt Stafford. They're going to absolutely be in the Deshaun Watson market. But if Houston holds Deshaun Watson and he's not moved before the, tra- before the draft happens, Carolina's going to move on. And there are only two spots behind Philadelphia. So Wentz being moved and opening the the quarterback marker for Philadelphia is massive. Because now the Dolphins can say, hey Philly, you want to come up three spots? You guarantee you want to get one of these guys? Because what happens in the reality in which Trevor Lawrence goes one, Zach Wilson goes two, Justin Fields goes four to Atlanta to sit for a year behind Matt Ryan and get groomed before he goes and steps into Arthur Smith's offense. He's an awesome fit for that offense. And he's from the Atlanta area. You taking Trey Lance at six? Does that interest you? What happens if we we trade uh, our pick to Carolina and they go Trey Lance, and you get four quarterbacks in the first four picks, and now you're picking sixth overall. You want to take a quarterback because you traded Carson Wentz? And you're going to take Mac Jones at six? And taking Kyle Trask at six? Hell no, you're not. So let's make a deal. Let's get you into a position to guarantee you get one of these top three quarterbacks, and the win for the Dolphins is moving back to six, only three spots. You're anticipating three quarterbacks in the first three picks in the scenario in which the Dolphins trade their pick to Philadelphia. Atlanta, they ain't taking a wide receiver. They might take Kyle Pitts from Florida, the tight end, offensive weapon, wide receiver, whatever you want to call him. They may take Kyle Pitts because Hayden Hurst is due a fifth-year option here in 2022. And Cincinnati would presumably take best offensive lineman available because they have Swiss cheese in front of Joe Burrow. So now you're at six and all three of the wide receivers that, you know, if you're a proponent of taking a wide receiver, they're still going to be on the board for you at six. And you get more picks to move back because you've only moved back three spots. This becomes a home run proposition for the Dolphins in my eyes. So unless you are... Ride or die, Penny Sewell, which more power to you. I'm not going to tell you how to fan. I'm just going to give you my perspective on things. My version of reality, I'm going to give you my perspective. And this is an area in which I, I really enjoy the strategy that goes into everything. Uh, being director scouting the Draft Network, is you're pretty familiar with league trends and team trends and 
historical trade packages of things in this scenario, two, three years ago, three years ago, there was this exact same trade happened. And there's very little question in my mind who won that trade exchange between the New York Jets and the Indianapolis Colts. Football season may be over, but there's still plenty of action for you to get in on in the sports betting market. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get in on all your sports action. The NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing right now. Bet online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. It's real-time updates for odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need and is the best way to place your bets. Plus, it's free to sign up. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. So this trade has happened between the Indianapolis Colts and the New York Jets back in 2018, the Sam Darnold trade. And this is where I start to get excited. Because if Carson Wentz is dealt to either the Indianapolis Colts or the Chicago Bears, and Philadelphia gets that second round pick, then you can replicate the exact terms and conditions of what the Sam Darnold trade was. There is a historical precedent of this happening and this exact same trade happening in a market that saw five quarterbacks go in the first round in 2018. You're probably getting five again this year. So all of the conditions align exactly the same. The New York Jets sent picks number six, which became Quentin Nelson, 37, and 49 of the same draft, plus next year's two in 2019, to move up three spots to draft Sam Darnold. Colts, by the way, traded back, landed Quentin Nelson at six. Best offensive lineman in football for my money. Six, 37, 49, and a future two, which became number 34 overall. Now, what could the Eagles give the Dolphins? The Eagles picks aligned very similarly. 6, 37, 52 or 54, depending on whether he goes to Wentz would go to Chicago or Indianapolis, and a future two, 2022 second round pick. So if your camp offensive weapon, draft, draft a weapon for Tua at three, you can get the same exact player, still pick again at 18, still pick again at 36, and now also have 37 and 52 or 54 to go along with 50. Who's saying no to this deal? Genuine question. Whomst among us is not interested in getting the same player that you would like to take at three? I'm just going to give you one example. We're going to go through one. I did one mock draft scenario of this materializing just so everybody kind of got some context on what this could look like because this becomes a super exciting proposition in my eyes. So I did the trade through the draftnetwork.com, their mock draft simulator, our mock draft simulator. 
This is how excited I am. I'm getting pronouns wrong. I made this trade happen, and Lawrence Wilson fields Pitts Sewell first five off the board. Cincinnati takes Penny Sewell. So I've got all three wide receivers to look at. I, for self-servicing purposes, am selfishly going to pick my favorite of the three, Jalen Waddell. You can pretend it's Devontae Smith. You can pretend it's Jamar Chase. You can pretend whoever you want it to be. Okay, so any of the three wide receivers is there at six. So you make that pick. I came up on the board at 18. I'm sitting here looking at Najee Harris, Travis Etienne, both available. I'm looking at Zayvon Collins, the linebacker from Tulsa's available, Gregory Rousseau, Jalen Mayfield. So let's say I'm going to appease to the camp who wanted Penny Sewell, right? We're going to go with an offensive lineman that is then in turn going to allow us to kick Robert Hunt inside. It's not how I would do it, but I want to be able to get the best combination to appease to everybody. So Jalen Mayfield and Tevin Jenkins, two right tackles. They are on the board. I'll take Jalen Mayfield. I think he's the better one of the two. So now you've got a wide receiver, your choice of the big three wide receivers. You got a complimentary offensive lineman at 18 to help build up. Okay. By the time you get back on the board again at 35, Javante Williams running back from North Carolina is there. I'm going to draft him. If you're not familiar with him, be familiarize yourself with Javante Williams because uh, his tape from North Carolina is phenomenal. Now you can get into, okay, do we want a center? Do you want to upgrade center? Do we want a pass rusher? The best pass rusher available is at this point is Jason Owe from Penn State. Probably a little early. But you could get Trevon Morig from TCU at free safety as a potential replacement for Bobby McCain, saving Bobby McCain's cap hit is over $7 million. So this in turn, anticipating this kind of move, would open you up to sign another free agent wide receiver, perhaps. You could go with Wyatt Davis or Creed Humphrey or Landon Dickerson. And remember, this is only the fourth pick. I've got two more picks after this in the second round at 50 and 53. So I'll go ahead and take best center in my eyes for the Dolphins, which is Landon Dickerson. We're going to pretend he's going to be healthy. Uh, We'll get more clarity on that throughout the buildup to the actual draft. It might have to be a different offensive lineman if he's not healthy, but we're going to pretend that's, that's the way we're going. So we already have wide receiver, big big three wide receiver of choice, offensive tackle Jalen Mayfield, who's going to play on his natural position on the right side and be the blindside protector for Tua anyway, instead of taking Penn Sewell and having to ask yourself those questions. So you still get an upgrade at tackle. You still get an upgrade at guard because you move Robert Hunt inside, and you can move Solomon Kinley to play left guard. You get Javante Williams at running back, Landon Dickerson from Alabama to play center. So now you've upgraded two spots on the offensive line, technically three spots, because I think Mayfield's better than Hunt. I think Hunt's better than Kinley, and I think Kinley's better than Eric Flowers. And then you get Eric Dickerson. (laughs) So the only guy who's playing the same spot is Austin Jackson at left tackle, the front side offensive tackle. You get Javante Williams as a physical running back. He broke more tackles this past year than what Najee Harris did, and I love Najee Harris. I think he'll be the Dolphins' RB1. But now I get on the board here at 50, it's okay. Do I want Baron Browning, this hybrid linebacker from Ohio State? Yes, I do. I'm going to take him. I'll take him there at 50. He's a guy who can play in pass coverage. He played Sam, Mike, and Will for the Ohio State defense. He played coverage. He blitzed on third downs off the edge as a hybrid defender. He's a stack linebacker. He's 240 pounds. Super explosive athlete. And I still get to pick again at 53. 
You guys want to take Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver from Western Michigan? Because he's there on the board. You want to take Tutu Atwell, the, the blazer vertical guy from uh, Louisville? What if you what if you took Jalen Waddell and Tutu Atwell? All of a sudden, this slow wide receiver room doesn't look so slow anymore, does it? You take Javon Holland, the nickel safety from Oregon, to play in the nickel. Play some man-to-man. Upgrade on Nick Needham. You can go that route if you want. Just for the sake of building weapons around Tua, I am going to go Dwayne Eskridge. So, in a scenario in which you replicate the exact same terms and deal that the Jets made with the Colts three years ago to take not the first quarterback off the board in a first round that saw five quarterbacks go in the first round, the Dolphins, in a first round that were anticipating five quarterbacks going, if they get the same deal because Eagles flip Carson Wentz for two-plus future capital, you could walk away with a choice of any of the big three wide receivers, a very, very, very good athletic left tackle in Jalen Mayfield from Michigan, who in my eyes compares favorably well to Jedrick Wills. And everybody liked Jedrick Wills last year before he went to Cleveland at 11. You get RB3, but the same style of back as what you get in Najee Harris. Just maybe not as dynamic in the passing game. So, big three wide receiver, upgraded tackle, Javante Williams. You still get Landon Dickerson. You can get Baron Browning as a hybrid linebacker to fulfill a three-down linebacker role in this defense. And you still get Dwayne Eskridge, the wide receiver from Western Michigan as well. And this is just one outcome. This is just one scenario. This isn't even necessarily what I would exactly do or how I would strategize. But I wanted to be able to say, hey, we got an offensive lineman and we got a wide receiver early. And then we draft best available running back at 35. Landon Dickerson, my pound the table guy on day two. Baron Browning, Dwayne Eskridge. So Dolphins fans, make, let's root for this. Let's will this into reality. Carson Wentz trade happens. Eagles, yes, quarterback market, desperate. Here's the blueprint. Philly, Howie Roseman, this is how it was done three years ago. You want to get up to draft a quarterback? Here's all, here's all we need. We don't even need your future one. And you want to talk about making the most out of the value of the number three overall pick. My goodness. We're talking five picks in the top 50, six in the top 55. And you still get a future two. You still get a 2022 two on top of this as well. So you still get to kick the can down the road. This needs to happen. Philadelphia, stop playing dumb. Quit playing coy. Take what you can get. Stop holding out for a first round pick. Trade Carson Wentz. Dolphins fans everywhere will thank you when it's all said and done. Kyle Krabs, hope you guys enjoyed this hypothetical uh, but I was glad I finally found an outcome in which we we can all root for and get on the same page because I know there's a lot of people with a lot of different opinions on a lot of different dynamics of the team. Everybody should hope this happens. It's a home run. Keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. We got you one more show this week and all off season long. So hit subscribe, follow along. Kyle Krabs, thanks as always for listening. I'll talk with you guys again tomorrow.